The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. I'm your host, the original HBIC, Katie Boyd. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh yeah, here I am, the original HBIC Katie motherfucking Boyd. And we are here today for round two. That's French for two. Just and just getting you guys up to speed with the language. Uh, round two of the ambitious podcast episode that we are going to be going through. Why ambitious give no fucks. So I'm going to just parlay right into this, motherfucker. We are not wasting any damn time because the first episode of this two-part series of Why and Bitches Give No Fucks, we went over regrets. Yeah. No one likes a regretful bitch. Let's be honest. Materialism. I mean, I don't want to be a broke-ass hoe. Let's be honest, but I don't want to be a materialistic hooker either. Three, revenge. Not going to say that I've never lit any dog shit on fire and put it on people's doorsteps, but I am not that person anymore, goddammit. <laughs> Number four, being worshipped on social media. Why do we give any fucks about this? And last but not least, gossip. So today, we're going to go into the next five of why... And bitches should give no fucks. So number six, having the perfect body. <laughs> so I did this for years. I used to work out three hours a day. I would starve myself. I would weigh my food. Uh, if you know my story, I have taken performance enhancing drugs to get to 15% body fat when I was competing in pageants. I know, isn't that crazy? And a slew of other things that we shall not go into today. That's a whole other podcast for a different day. But like one of my favorites say, her name is Dita Von Teese. Do you guys know Dita Von Teese? Oh my God, she's such a set. I freaking want to be her when I grow up. So she, one of her fa- most famous quotes says, you could be the juiciest, ripest peach in all the orchard and there will still be some people who don't like peaches. So I remember uh, when I was writing all my notes for my podcast, I was kind of like racking my brain for all the different times where like having the perfect body was so important to me. And back in the day, um, I remember I was working out at this gym and I was dating this like muscle bound freaking meathead and him and his friend were talking in the corner and I was like squatting over here and they were doing some other kind of exercise. And I said, oh, what were you in? Um, the guy's name was Lenny. I said, what, what were you in Lenny? Fucking Lenny. Who names their fucking kid Lenny? Like, what, are, what is this? Of mice and men. I was just stroking it. That was my third grade summer reading. That was my third grade summer reading. Um, so was, he was talking to this guy named Lenny. I said, what were you guys talking about? And he said, well, Lenny said that like right now you're like a seven, but if you lost like 20 more pounds, you'd be a 10. And what 21-year-old kid 
right? In this day and age, it won't get totally obsessed with that. Like, who the fuck, first of all, who the fuck narcissistic motherfucker says something like that? Don't worry, because you, sir, look like an old, wrinkled, pruny motherfucking ball now. So who's winning? I'm not being revengeful. I'm not being revengeful. (laughs) But after that, I remember like, Something in my mind like snapped and I used to put, do you guys remember the warm up suits that wrestlers would like use to like drop like water weight before like a match? I would put on my workout clothes and then I would put on that thing over my workout clothes. And I remember I would go to Planet Fitness in New Bedford on Kings Highway and I would just like walk on the treadmill, like slowly just crying, starving for like three hours. And I remember every time I would go, there was like this old man next to me, like on the elliptical and he would just like see me coming and he was like oh no this fucking bitch and he would just like get off real quick he would spray his machines and he would just like run and I'm like well I don't smell like he didn't want to be around my terrible awful energy because I would just literally sob walk on the treadmill so you have to realize that your body is just a meat puppet that you live in so that your soul can do its work and we are so like into this thing and we work so hard on this thing and we don't work on our insides. And then we wonder like when we start aging, you know, we get a little wrinkle over here, like this titty sagging a little bit more than the other one. Then all of a sudden you start to lose yourself. You start to get depressed because you're so attached with your physical body and you don't realize that this is just the vehicle, right? It's just, I like to call it the meat puppet, but it's the vehicle so that your soul can do its work. You are not your body. Your body is only the place that houses your spirit. When we really get straight with this fact, we will treat our bodies like the temples that they are. And we, as women, need to really train ourselves to put high vibrational food into ourselves for the feeling of it and not the aesthetics. And also the same thing for working out. Like, don't go to the gym and be like, I have to do this or I'm going to be fat and no one will like me. It's like, no, you're actually going into that in such a terrible way. Or when you're eating something healthy, don't look at it as if you're punishing yourself. Actually realize that you're putting this beautiful food into your body so that you can actually be high vibrational and do the work that God and the universe put you here to do. The thing is, is every day we run this loop in our head that we're always lacking. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not, it's like we're never fucking enough and that we are not perfect just the way that we are. Remember, let's go back to the life contract part. Like we already signed up for this. Like if you have, if you were born with one arm, you sign that contract. I hate to say it. I know I'm going to get like hate mail, but I don't care. That's how I feel. And it's my fucking podcast and I can say and do whatever I want. And this is what leads to depression and anxiety. So here are some ways to stop the delusional obsession of having the perfect body, whatever the fuck that that means, right? So number one, get off the fucking scale. The scale is literally... I want to smash every scale in the world with like the biggest freaking sledgehammer ever. I have so many clients. Some of you are in this room right now, but we're not going to point fingers or name names, but I love you all unconditionally. You know, you'll say to me like, I only lost 30 pounds. And I'm like, do you know what fucking 30 pounds of fat looks like? Like if you could put it in like a radio flyer and like pull it around, like it's a lot. And we get so obsessed with a number. And like I always say, you should always subtract like subtract like at least 20 pounds for your brain because we're fucking smart as shit and our brains are huge and our boobs. Like 
all day long, right? So get off the scale. Number two, stop looking in the mirror and scrutinizing yourself. This was like one of my drugs of choice when I was like in my 20s. I would like strip into like my my swimsuit for when I was competing in pageants and I would stand in front of the mirror and I would literally like scrutinize like every part of my body like, okay, I have to do like plie squats because my inner thighs are touching and then this little pocket of fat over here. Like I would rip myself to shreds and it's like how sad and disgusting that we have this incredible moment on this three-dimensional earth plane that... We came down here to live and we're going to waste all this time just ripping ourselves apart. And the sad part is, is we as women think it's just us, but men do the same exact freaking thing. Men have body dysmorphia. Men have eating disorders. Men have body you know, issues just as much as us. I just think that they don't talk about it as much and it's kind of stigmatized. So it's kind of in the, in the corner over here, but it's true. Number three, stop covering yourself up. Okay. I have a huge pro- So just so everybody knows, if you're like a, like a curvier girl or you have some like weight on you or whatever, wearing like extra, 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 extra large clothes, like you're on fucking 600 pound life and you're just like James and you're wearing just like a sheet and every so often your fucking leg falls off the bed and you're like, I'm a leg. And then you have to like use that tongy thing to pull the fucking sheet back on. If you haven't watched that yet, <laughs> just James, 600 pound life watch it, watch the compilation. But people think like, I'm heavier, so I'm going to cover my body. No, be fucking proud of who you are. Where the, like I love, there was a girl in LA and she was a curvy girl and she had like a little, like um, a half shirt on. It was like tied and she had these really cute jeans. And I was like, girl, you look so good. And you would have thought that I told her that she was the fucking queen of Sheba. She, I, I, just her like hearing that from someone, I'm not, I'm not a thin girl either, but like, it was just like that woman saying something beautiful to another woman. And she was just like, you sh- she just strutted along. And I was like, and it made me feel good for saying that to that person because like, you don't know if she was like in the mirror before she left, like I shouldn't wear this. I'm too big for this. Like, don't cover yourself up. Be proud of your body. And if you're in a transitional phase from losing weight, don't do that either. Don't be like, when I lose my 30 pounds, then I will dress. No, fucking do it during the transition to love your body. The more that we love and adore our, ourselves, the more that everyone else will love us. But if we're always like, oh, and this, and you ever see people when they're always like touching their clothes, like they just want to slap their hands and be like, dude, no matter how many times you pull that down, you still have a role right here. I fucking do too. Everyone does. Stop playing with it. It's only going to make it bigger. Oh no, that's penises. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so don't stop covering yourself up, you psychopaths. Number four, stop sabotaging yourselves. Stop. I'm saying this to myself because I was eating fucking Siete Foods quesadillas last night at like one o'clock in the morning. It's keto, but I just should, I should have put myself to bed. I just should have put myself to bed. Um, if you know, Matt's like, yum. Uh, if you know that like from this time to this time, if you stay up past this time at night, and you start watching Netflix, you're, you're just like 17 fucking episodes deep into The Handmaid's Tale, and you're starting to want to eat your feelings, put yourself to fucking bed. <laughs> put yourself to bed. Like, you're not, you're just hurting yourself, right? Like, you know your triggers. Or, like, for instance, I love soft serve ice cream. I'm not going to fucking lie. I literally could make sweet, sweet love to soft serve ice cream, like, with the fucking, the brown little sprinkly things, or, like, the dip, like so good. So I know, 
I don't go to such places unless I'm really ready for an explosion of diarrhea. Because I just know if I go to soft, like someone will be like, let's go get soft serve. And I'll be like, no, 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 I'm not going to have any, not going to have any. Dude, as soon as I see that fucking machine swirling that juicy deliciousness on top of that cone, I'm like, I'm right there. So just don't sabotage yourself. Know your triggers. Number five, this is going to really be an awakening thing for a lot of people who have never done this. Ask yourself, would you treat your child self like this? Okay, just like let that sink in for a second. Would you treat your childlike self like this? So if you've ever been to my uh, gym or my home, I have pictures of myself when I was a child or all around my house. It's not because I adore myself as a child. It's because it reminds me that I was once that little human and that the way I speak to myself now as an adult, I would never speak to my four-year-old self like that. So an exercise that I have, um, I've done in the past with some of my clients is you actually bring a picture of your child self in and you have to say the things to the picture that you say to yourself now. You can't do it. It's like child abuse, literally. So when you start that self-sabotage, the crazy talk, I'm not good enough, I'm not this enough, Think of yourself as that little, innocent, beautiful, untouched child, and then it'll instantly break the pattern. Because it's all about pattern breaking, guys, because you guys think you're out of control. Like, I just can't stop. It's like, no, these are ingrained into the grooves of your brain patterns that we do over and over and over again. So do that. And number six, catch yourself in the act of nitpicking and do some mantra work and affirmation. So let's all close our eyes right now. And let's take three deep breaths. So inhale in through your nose, unless you're driving, wait till you stop your car, exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. And I want you to say in your mind's eye, I am perfect just the way I am. I am enough. I am perfect just the way I am. I am enough. And when you're ready, open your eyes. And this is just a little tool that I use every time I start feeling that. I will literally stop in my tracks and I'll be like, you're enough. You're enough. You're enough. You're enough. Until the feeling again dissipates. I use this tactic for a lot of these things that we give a lot of fucks about because it's really easy to let your mind go into that, that really dark hole of fuck giving, right? And number seven, oh, a lot of people in this room have this problem. So I think that you guys are going to get really excited about this topic. Making everyone happy. Fatima's shaking her head like she knows what's up. Good Lord. <laughs> That's my, <laughs> I just can't with this making everyone happy stuff. It is absolutely impossible fucking possible to keep up with everyone's expectations of you. There will always be other humans that no matter how much you love them and how much you give to them and how much you do for them, they will always find fault in you. You cannot make everyone happy. You're not fucking guacamole. Okay. You're not guacamole. Trying to make everyone happy all the time will ultimately backfire on you. Remember the old adage, this is one of my favorites. You cannot pour from an empty cup. And Tahi Hashie, I don't think that that person's Irish, but once said, lean too much on other people's approval 
and it becomes your bed of thorns. Is that not one so good? When you try to please everyone all of the time, it actually has way more bad and negative outcomes than good. And here are just a few examples. You attract people less when you actually give too many fucks about making everyone happy. So you're like, I'm such a nice person. Why isn't, why don't I have like all these amazing friends around me? Cause people aren't attracted to you energetically because your energy is always of a lack mentality. Like I'm never enough. I always have to be better. So it actually stops the energetic frequency of abundance from coming in. Number two, you actually love yourself less. Like, let's be honest. When you give way too many fucks about making other people happy, like everyone else is happy. And then you go home and then you put your head on the pillow at night and you're like, I'm, I hate myself. I actually hate myself. Like who in this room has done that before, right? We all have. So you actually love yourself less when you give too many fucks about that topic. Three, you become manipulative. So I know this sounds really crazy, but you start to try to do things to make things happen. So you're like, well, if I do this and then I'll get this. And if I do that, then maybe I'll get this. It's just lack of mentality again. Number four, you're actually seen as less trustworthy because people who are awake enough see through the bullshit. So if they're like, oh yeah, like so-and-so, yeah, she's like an ass kiss brown noser, even though like really you're just a good person trying to do good shit, but people can see through it because again, it's an energetic vibrational frequency of not being enough and you end up with less confidence. So the more you do for people and then you don't get the reaction that you want from doing the things that you want to do with people, doesn't it make you just feel like I'm not even, what, what good am I? Like low self-esteem, low self-confidence. And number six, you actually end up with fewer friends because no one wants to be around people who are just like, yes, I'll get right on that rose. Like no one wants to be around that. And seven, you actually hate the things that you used to love. So all the things that you used to love to do for people, like if you're a baker and you're like, I love just to like bake keto cheesecakes for people, like someone in the room. I've never had them before, Fatima. So if you want to bake me some more cheesecakes, it's probably why I was on the toilet all morning. Um, but like, if you are such an amazing, loving person that you're like, I thought about her today and I baked the cheesecakes, right? And then I'm not happy or like, I don't care about your fucking cheesecakes, which is not true by the way at all. So don't get that in your head. <laughs> Kristen's like, I know I feel that, you know, you actually end up with fewer friends. I mean, you actually hate the things you used to love. So like the baking that you used to love to do, you're like, well, what do I even care for? No one even fucking appreciates it anyway. But what we have to realize is that ambitious, ambitious women do things because they want to do things, not because they want the reciprocation. And so many of us do these things, right? We're like, I'm going to do this for them. And then they're going to do this for me. And it's human nature to act that way. But that's what gets us in trouble. And last but not least, the most important one, you always fail to please the one who truly matters yourself, right? And by the way, wanting to be loved is totally okay. It's, it's normal and it's primordial and it's part of our DNA. Everyone in the world wants love, but people pleasing is a whole other disease. The disease to please is more alive and well than ever before. And we're going to talk about how to cure yourself from it. So number one, Make a promise to yourself to stop this behavior, even if it's just baby steps. So actually knowing that you do this shit is like the first step into changing it, right? So I'm not saying like 
turn into Maleficent overnight and be like, I don't do shit for anyone. Fuck all of you. Right? Like, no, that's not how it's going to go. But even if it's just baby steps, little things every day will start to accumulate and make you more doing and loving and kinder to yourself. Number two, tell people no. And by the way, no is a fucking complete sentence. Okay. Get that all through your heads, people. No is a complete sentence. So you don't have to say no, but, and then give this whole fucking scenario. No. Just say, it. ooh, no. Just feels so good, doesn't it? Just like, mm, no. No. <laughs> like, I just love that word. And I was never one of those people. I was a yes person. I would do anything. Like, that was my life. Say no. Number three, realize the fact and get right with it that not everyone is going to like you. It's sad. It's true. Even magical fucking unicorns like me, people hate my guts. They hate me. Loathe. Like people, I know that there's people out there that they hear my name and they just get like really fucking angry. I know that. But I have to get okay with the fact that not everyone is going to like me. Okay? So we all have to get with that program. Number four, be the real you regardless of how it makes others feel. So we always like develop this scenario of like, I'm going to be this person because if I'm this way, then people will love me and like me. And then you end up being pretty much a fucking stage actress. And what happens is if you have to act your whole entire life, it's pretty fucking exhausting. Like I always used to tell my girls when they did Miss Massachusetts USA or a pageant, I used to train them and I would always say, honey, you don't want to win being someone that you are not because if you are going to win because of someone who you are not, your year is whatever title that you hold is going to be the most exhausting, awful, uncomfortable year of your life because you are going to have to keep that persona going for an entire year of your life. How exhausting is that, right? It's terrible. So just know who you are and be who you are regardless of how it makes others feel. And five, know what you stand for and stick to that. And if you stand for nothing, you will fall for everything. That was like one of my grandmother's quotes. If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. So if you don't know who you truly are, then whatever way the wind blows, that's where you're going to go. And that's why you're going to feel like a windblown bitch because there's no rhyme or reason to anything that's happening. So number eight, enemies. Why do we give fucks about enemies? Who in this room has enemies? Everyone. Everyone. Who doesn't, right? Like, who doesn't? Even if you don't have them, like, now, you've had them in the past, or you may have them in the future, right? And at various times in our lives, we encounter and face, and I'm using my quotation fingers, enemies. People who do not wish us well, they try to sabotage us, they treat us poorly, they're critical of us, they're skeptical of us. And just plain old skanks. Let's be honest. Just plain old skanks. And sometimes it's a deeply rooted old school enemy situation. And sometimes it is illogical and not clear at all why this person loathes you. Like you ever meet someone who just treats you like absolute shit and you're like, what the fuck did I do to you except be nice to you? It has nothing to do with you. It's always about them. It's always their shit. Remember the four agreements, guys. Don Miguel Ruiz. If you haven't read it, go get that damn book. The truth of the matter is we cannot let these people hold us back from becoming all that we're meant to be. So here are some steps steps to live an enemy-free life. One, 
Shift your mindset about your enemy. You may not always feel like it, but you are in control of the situation in every way, shape, and form. Sometimes shifting your attitude about the person can make all the difference, right? So I'll just give you an example. Sometimes people, like, sometimes people will say to us, like when Matt and I went to France, oh my God, French people are so fucking rude. They're all going to be so rude to you. Rude, rude. Like that's all I heard. And I was like, hmm, Okay. I just went to France being overly nice to everyone. I tried to speak the language as much as I could. And I swear to God, those people were the nicest people. Were they not, Matt? People, like we made friends with the um, the food and beverage manager at the Ritz-Carlton. I mean, at the Four Seasons um, in Paris. And every day she would just like send us like hundreds of dollars worth of drinks and food. And I was like, I thought French people were fucking rude. This is delightful. I'm moving to France. I'm going to be like Tina motherfucking Turner up in here. <laughs> but it's your energy towards the person, right? It has nothing to do with them. So just set the intention. Like when I see Amy today, I'm just going to be so nice to her. I don't know why I keep using that word, Amy. It's so odd. Uh, when I see Amy today, I'm just going to be so nice to her. I'm going to kill her with kindness. And my energy is going to be so high vibrational. It's going to like just make her like, so- and then we'll happen. It is you. It's not them. Two, focus on the positive people in your life now. We have like a hundred amazing loving people around us and we focus on that one motherfucker that gets in our fucking tooth. It's, it's like human nature. Again, we always focus on that one negative thing instead of all the beauty and all the wonder of our lives, right? Number three, make the decision to not let anything the person does or say affect your energy or your day. Like, you know, you go into work or whatever, and then that person just like so fucking negative, And then all of a sudden you turn into a negative motherfucker. Like Robin was saying this the other day. And I was like, Robin, don't give that shit away. Don't give that power away. Right? Like you need to be the queen. You need to be the empress. You need to be the boss bitch. Like you need to be that person. And then everything else will just fall in line. Snap, snap, snap. Okay. Two snaps up and around the world. (laughs) My best in living color. Um, Remember that your time and energy are best spent on doing things that you love. This is number four. And need to do, not how to combat something that isn't even truly real. Stay the course. Don't let them, you know, push you around, right? Like you need to be the sun in the universe. And all those negative people are like the, you know, the things that rotate around you. They're like Saturn, fucking Mercury, fuck you, Mars, (laughs) Jupiter, whatever, right? Like you're the sun, you're the controller, okay? Don't be the moon. (laughs) I pretended to pull my pants down if you can't, if you don't know if you're listening. All right. (laughs) Five, block, defriend, and do not stalk their pages. Dude, have you ever gone to a fight with someone and you're like, you can't stop going on their Facebook? You're like, oh, aren't you living a fucking fancy life, you dumb bitch, right? It just makes you crazier. Why do we do this shit to ourselves? Just get fucking rid of them. Oh, God. Like, sometimes, like, when I just block people, I just feel like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It just feels so good. Just get them the fuck out, right? And number six, decide to have a go-to thought when the person pops up in your head. So if that person that you can't stand pops up in your head, just be like, mm, hot cross buns, hot cross buns. I don't know what you want to fucking think of. it. <laughs> hot cross buns, hot cross buns. That's the only thing I can play on the recorder. <laughs> but I'm sure good at the skin flute. Let me tell you that. Um, <laughs> But seriously, have like a code, like a safe word. Robin loved the skin flute one, yeah. Have that like safe word, right? And then seven, avoid encounters with this person. 
So years ago, when I retired from uh, being the official trainer for Miss America and Miss Universe, I just vowed to myself, I was like, I don't need to be in that energy. Like I see so many people who talk so much fucking shit about me. And then as soon as they see you, they're like, oh, hi, (laughs) you look so good. You know, and you're like, bitch, I just, I know you're just talking about me. So-and-so just told me that you were talking shit about me two weeks ago. Like, but of course people are pussies and they never act straight to your face. Right. So if you know you're going to see like a lot of people or the person that you really loathe, just don't go to those places. Just make it one of your boundaries. And then what happens is when I train my pageant girls, they'll say like, are you going to go to my pageant? And I was like, I just don't do that anymore. And they just know from the day that they sign up with me, I will support you. I will train you. I will make you everything that you want to be and more. But I just, I will not go there because it's not healthy for me because I don't want to have to get like blackout drunk and like wheelchair bound, like looking like fucking weekend at Bernie's to go to a pageant so I don't absorb the energy and kill them with kindness. Number eight. I mean, I don't really have to go into that. Just kill those bitches with kindness. Number nine, know your goals and where you want to be and ultimately focus on that. So just be like, these people don't fucking matter. This is the end game. This is the long game. This is the goal. This is where I want to be. And everything else is a fucking distraction. Number nine, this is a quote. It's from Steve Furtick. The reason we struggle with insecurity is because we compare our behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel. Number nine is what everyone else is fucking doing. What everyone else is fucking doing. So many of my friends and clients, including me, have this terrible habit of going on social media. You scroll through everyone's wonderful, incredible donut and champagne and rosé all day, fake fucking world right? And then you get off an hour later and you're totally gobsmacked and you're depressed because it always looks like everyone else is doing really fucking cool shit. And you're at home drinking fucking ramen noodle broth out of a styrofoam cup and you haven't got laid since the Reagan administration. I am a hundred percent a culprit of this. I will see colleagues and movie stars alike doing what looks like big shit on Facebook and on Instagram. And then I get a serious case of mofo. And then I don't know if you guys do this, but I start racing around looking for myself, like stuff for myself to do. Like if I see like Khloe Kardashian being like, getting off this baby weight from true, I'm like, I should be doing some crunches. Fuck. And then like, you know, Chrissy Teigen will be like, singing with her husband, John Legend. And I'm like, Matt, get your fucking piano. Oh, you don't play the piano? Like play something. Fucking tap on the table. Be, be musical. Uh, or like, you know, I'll have like colleagues in the same space as me and they're like speaking at like some leadership summit with like all the people that like I want to be peer groups with. And I'm like, why wasn't I invited to this? And then you start like emailing like, hi, Lewis House. I want to be part of your mastermind. You know me, old Katie Boyd. And he's like, who the fuck are you? And he just like deletes my email. This is what I'm talking about. It's absolute, utter bullshit. And I will literally sit home on my couch, no bra, stains on my robe, greasy hair, and all of a sudden I start comparing myself to a bunch of people I don't even fucking know. Who in this room does this, right? Mm-hmm. I will question my accomplishments. I will question my appearance, my personality traits, what kind of car I have, what my home looks like. Everything is posting. Everyone's posting about their fucking new babies, their perfect little baby bows, just looking so fucking cute and cherub-like. But no one, no one shows you their baby projectile vomiting on them at three in the morning, right? While their husband just like has his hands down his pants fucking sleeping. Glad you're getting a nice night's sleep, Jason. And then, you know, or people will be in the Caribbean, like perfectly posed in front of like a palm tree with those fucking whores and they wear those hats, those big hats. It's like vacay 
Or it's like, relax. Like, in, Have you guys seen these hats? I just want to fucking punch those bitches because they look so damn perfect. <laughs> fucking take your hat and I'll fucking kick my foot through it. But they would never post a video of them on their Insta, sto- Insta stories at 2 a.m. at fucking Logan Airport waiting for their lost luggage with a dildo in it. Let's be honest. The, the only reason that you're like, oh my God, I, fuck, someone has my luggage because you have like 17 vibrators and a Vaseline jar in there. Let's be honest, right? And then you're like fighting with your husband in front of the entire flight crew about, you know, having an, yet another Tito's and soda before we get off the flight. And everyone's like, uh, we, need, uh, we need security in here. <laughs> the fucking air marshal's trying to get take us off. This didn't happen. I'm just, I'm totally making the scenario up. So how do we combat this? Number one, reduce for yourself, the time that you fucking spend on social media, right? Have digital detoxes. Even if it's like one full day or a few days a week or certain hours of the day, the world will not end if you do not post your sushi roll and sake flight at lunch on a random fucking hump day. It's not going to end. It's not going to end. Two, unfollow anyone who is seemingly a trigger for you. I don't even have to go into any more than that. Three, redirect your focus to the things that really matter. I have so many clients that say, I don't have time to meal prep or meditate or train. And then I see them sharing fucking food videos at 3 a.m. Like you just fucking shared 35 of those disgusting food videos on Facebook where the you use like Pillsbury fucking dough, dough shit like to, that's the base of everything you're fucking making. Like you have plenty of fucking time, right? Make it a priority. Four, assess where the negative comparisons are stemming from. One of my goals in life is to feel so confident in myself and everything that I do that no one or nothing can shake it. We need to work on this. It is not implied. And a few things that I feel help this situation are definitely putting more time into your non-digital relationships. So instead of being like just social on social media, be like, hey, do you want to have a coffee, Linda? Or do you want to go have lunch? Or do you want to have a goddess gathering? Or do you want to take a yoga class at KBMFC? Shameless plug. Okay? Like, do that. And do more of what you love and make your health and your, you know, yourself your number one priority and value your time. And last, but certainly not least, failure. We give so many fucks about failing. I don't care who you are. You could be the Queen of England, the fucking Dalai Lama. You can be Drake. You are in some way afraid to fail or have been in the past. It is human nature. I have been so afraid of failing in the past. I literally felt like, and I actually talked myself into this, if I fail, I will die. Like I literally would say that to myself. But we need to, especially as ambitious to use failure to our advantage. Fear can be experienced in these three ways. So before you say, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid, which I hear all the time, listen to this. So number one, fear can come through self-sabotage, procrastination, excessive anxiety, and failure to always follow through on your goals. Number two, low self-esteem and low self-confidence. If you hear the voice in your head or say it out loud, like I'll never be good enough, I'll never be smart enough, you're fearful. Okay. And you have a fucking serious, serious case of fear. Okay. So here's a few ways that I deal with the F word. Number one, reframe failure by shifting your goals. So expand your goals by adding the idea of learning something new. So that way it will never truly be a technical fail. So instead of saying something like, I want to make a million dollars launching my business or my product, say, I want to make a million dollars launching this product, but I also want to learn how to master this software to launch this product. 
Okay. So don't just be about the money, be about, I want to make this money. Yes. But if I don't make the million dollars, say I make $899,999, I still learn how to master the fuck out of this software that I'm using. Okay. I know Jill's like laughing at me right now. Jill, I'm so, I'm happy. I'm funny. Thank God. So ask yourself these three powerful questions. What did I learn from my failure? Number two, how can I grow from this experience? And number three, what are the positives in this situation, right? And lastly, you must surrender and feel the fucking fear. That's it. Stop trying to run from the feelings. Stop trying to run from the emotions. Stop trying to put a fucking band-aid on it. Sometimes you just have to let the fear engulf you, have some fucking diarrhea, and some bubble guts and call it a day. And I swear to you on my grandmother's soul that everything you want is on the other side of fear. I hope that this top 10 recipe for stopping to give a fuck and live life ambitiously has helped each and every one of you. And if you are interested in being coached by KBMFC and her team, go to www.kbmfc and check out our virtual and in-house programs. Thank you all for being crusaders of the ambitious movement. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday. Ow! The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.